today we are dealing with a very heavy topic, talking about the Freedom Convoy in Canada and stuff like that. So I thought it would be smart at first to talk about something new and exciting and also very fun. That's right, as right now the Dockery Docket has a new sponsor, Crack Pipes. But not just any old kind of crack pipe. These crack pipes are taxpayer funded. Now, if you're anything like me, you know that it is a pain in the butt to first get your crack, and then you have to inject it with dirty needles, and then there is a risk of getting HIV and other diseases, and that's really not all that good. And that's why the government is giving out free crack pipes for all of your crack smoking needs. You can now smoke crack while you're walking the dog. Smoke crack while you are in bed just like the president's son has. You can literally do crack anywhere thanks to the federal government providing us with this much-needed necessity. Along with that, if you are a part of a marginalized community, then guess what? You get first dibs on your crack pipe. As according to the executive order signed by the president of the United States, applicants for the program get priority if they serve undeserved communities, such as African Americans or Native Americans or LGBTQ people. So make sure to go down to the federal government today and get your free crack pipe. Tell them that the Dockery Docket sent you, and they will throw in this very special gift. My first crack pipe for the babies in your life. What you are about to experience is out of this world. Politics. History. And of course, a lot of entertainment. It's time to rock it with the docket. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Dockery with the Dockery Docket. We are here with our very 88th episode of the Dockery Docket. I'm excited to be here, and I hope that you are excited to be here as well. And if you are excited to be here as well, make sure to go down below and give that like button a little tap, and also make sure to hit the subscribe button, so then you never miss one of my videos. So, once again, we are going back to Canada. How exciting, eh? Well, I mean, it would be exciting if there wasn't a whole dictatorship happening up there, but we will talk about that in a little bit. As last week, if you were able to listen on Spotify because my computer died, luckily it is back and we have a video this week, Woohoo! you would know that I was telling personal stories about me and Canadian geese. How when I worked at a camp, we put fishing line on the beach trying to stop them from going into the water. My boss chasing them down with her car. And my friend being an absolute madman, chasing them down with a rake. However, there were other things that we did to the geese that were more diabolical. To stop future generations of geese, we had someone who we called the wilderness manager go and destroy some of the geese eggs. Then there was a time where I'm not really even sure if I'm allowed to mention this, but I'm not giving out any names. Let's just say that some geese went to the big goose in the sky by way of shotgun. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Don't come at me. What we were doing was trying to put our dominance over these geese. What we were doing was tyrannical, as we were trying to control these geese from being on our property. The idea of tyranny and the tyranny of government is hitting Canada really hard right now, and it is very serious and should make us all very concerned. Now, the thing about the Freedom Convoy is that last week when we talked about it, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, called it a small fringe minority. No big deal. They will just go away soon. 
However, they haven't moved, and more people are continuing to support their cause. And some of these protesters have said that they aren't moving anytime soon. As recently, these protesters have had a block party. As the Freedom Convoy started to put up bouncy castles, and they even had a tot tub, because it is very cold in Canada all the time. According to the Washington Examiner, tables lined with food and supplies were also seen set up on the street corners, with bouncy houses and inflatable games set up in other intersections. By late night, a few fireworks were sent off near the Parliament buildings. However, these people have unacceptable views, so they must be stopped, even though they are having a literal party. This side of the protest has been nothing but peaceful, but still, some people wanted to stop. As there was a reporter that said that she wanted to go down to where the convoy was, just having a big block party, and pop their hot tubs and do the same thing to the inflatables. I mean, that stuff isn't hurting anyone at all. However, there is a situation that took place this last week, as these protesters decided to block the Ambassador Bridge, which is a bridge that connects Canada and Detroit. Luckily, this ended peacefully and the protesters left the bridge. However, I can understand that a world leader would be frustrated by these different trucks honking and also blocking the highways. It could stop the influx of goods into the country. It could hurt people economically. It could stop small businesses. And people could lose their jobs and end up being locked in their house. Just like how we saw with the pandemic. But Justin Trudeau won't say that at all. What he wants is this protest to end. To him, the only way to end a mostly peaceful protest is to become the dick in dictator and use all the power that the federal government can give him to end the speech of these mostly peaceful protesters that are protesting against him. Now, here's the thing about this little dictator Trudeau. He has supported many protests in the past. As in 2000, in the heart of the COVID-19 pandemic, Justin Trudeau took a knee at a BLM protest in Ottawa. Later on, protests in America would cost the government billions of dollars in repairs and property damage. Along with this, there was a situation that was similar to the trucker convoy. As in 2021, in India, there were agricultural laws that were being put into place, and so the farmers started to block different roads with their tractors. This wasn't a small fringe minority. As according to Vox, this was tens of thousands of people, all in protest. What did the little dictator have to say about that protest? Well, in a statement, he said, Let me remind you that Canada will always be there to defend the right to peacefully protest. He continued by saying, We believe in the importance of dialogue, and that's why we have reached out through multiple means directly to the Indian authorities to highlight our concerns. However, of course, the little dictator hasn't talked to one of these truckers at all, or at least tried to reach peace with these truckers. So those protests in the past were 100% fine, but these protests are what the little dictator decides to absolutely go overboard on. As to stop these evil, terrible protests, he decided to invoke Canada's Emergency Act, which literally puts Canada under martial law, meaning that the government has more freedom to do what they want to people without the pesky government getting in the way. To invoke this Emergency Act, there has to be certain things that take place to make the order actually make sense. The order specifies that only certain types of threats to the public can authorize these emergency powers. So with this being put into place, it means that Canada is saying that the Freedom Convoy's activities are directed towards or in support of terrorism. 
That is absolutely ridiculous and seems a little bit overblown by the Canadian government. According to the Canadian government, ISIS is the same as these mostly peaceful protesters. Along with that, the Emergencies Act also requires that there be a national emergency. That meaning that there has to be something so serious that is happening in the country that it can't be resolved by means of any other laws. So far, the situation has been peaceful, as we have touched on this, but there is more information that we have to dive into. As I talked about before, there was a situation on the Ambassador Bridge where the protesters were blocking the bridge. However, that ended peacefully. The truck stopped blocking the bridge and people are now able to get through. Along with that, there was also another blockade that took place from Sweetgrass, Montana to Two Coats, Alberta, which also ended peacefully. The truckers are gone and off the bridge too, meaning that the terrible blockades were over before this emergency act was even passed into law. Right now, the only protest that is going on is in Ottawa, Canada, where they have bounty castles and hot tubs. This means that the little dictator failed to reach the requirements made by the Emergencies Act, so it shouldn't even be put into place, and it is unconstitutional. These people are not terrorists. There has been little to no violence at all. No one has been injured, but still the government is claiming that they are terrorists. I mean, if we were being honest, it would make more sense for the little dictator to put this emergency act into place when COVID-19 was rampaging through Canada. But even then, he knew it was an overreach of government, and he should also understand that now. However, he doesn't understand that, and this is just the tip of the tyrannical iceberg that we will see the little dictator implement. As if you are one of these terrible racist protesters and you decide that you aren't going to listen to the little dictator, then there are consequences under this new emergency act. As according to the new tyrannical law, if you do not comply and stop protesting, you could get a fine not exceeding $500 or imprisonment not extending six months or both. Or, even better, you could get a fine not exceeding $5,000 or imprisonment not extended for five years or both. Even worse, if you go to this protest and you have your pet with you, then the government will take your pet for eight days. And after that, they will give it up for adoption. There is no report on what they would do to your children playing in the inflatables, but I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up being separated from their parents as well. Now, let's say, for example, you are a tow trucker and you believe that what the government is doing is absolutely wrong. And there is no way that you are going to take your tow truck and move these peaceful protesters. Well, don't worry, because the little dictator has a solution for that. Just take a listen to this. Words to uh, Emerson and Coots. One of the issues that we have seen is a challenge in uh, getting tow trucks to actually show up to uh, bring out, to, to move these large rigs. In, uh, in Windsor, uh, we relied on uh, generous partnership with the Americans uh, to be able to get tow trucks to move the big trucks. Um, now, with these measures that we've put in place, there will be an ability to compel, for just compensation, tow truck owners and operators to actually do the jobs for which they have contracts with various orders of government to keep highways and roads clear. In the eyes of this little dictator, the word compel means 
Well, to force people to do something. Now, let's say, once again, for another example, that you want to peacefully give money to the Freedom Convoy. Well, this has been taking place, as ever since the protests started, there have been people that have been giving money via crowdfunding websites. This was first started by people donated to the website GoFundMe, and then the company decided that the money was going to a cause that they didn't agree with, and so instead, they were going to take the money and give it to charity of their choosing, which is the definition of theft. So because of this predicament, people started to donate on a different website called Give, Send, Go. And according to CBC News, they raised a total of $8.4 million. I believe at one point, the website shut down because so many people were donating money. This, of course, to the little dictator was unacceptable. So with his new emergency powers, it gave him and the government the power to freeze bank accounts for people that donated $25 or more, especially if they were being suspicious. All of this without a court order. In fact, there were two personal bank accounts, just like yours or mine, that were closed down and there will probably be more to come. As the little dictator went further as his little, little dictator, the deputy prime minister and also the minister of finance went deeper and attacked crowdfunding websites like Give, Send, Go and GoFundMe. Just listen to what she had to say. It's ridiculous. Immediate actions. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Our banks and financial institutions are already obligated to report to the Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Center of Canada. So she is saying that if you are giving money to this Freedom Convoy through a crowdfunding source like Gifts and Go or GoFundMe, then you are supporting terrorism. Once again, they are calling these people terrorists. While the government is deciding to literally shut down people's bank accounts and declaring martial law so then they can do whatever they want to people. They can arrest them with no penalty at all. But don't worry, it is just temporary. Just like two weeks to slow the spread or the mask mandate or the vaccine mandate. The government of Canada in this situation are the real terrorists. They are the ones that are trying to control their own citizens and put them in fear. However, it is more than just the government of Canada doing this. As of course, the American government is supportive of what Canada is doing, go figure. But there are also people that are getting into the action and are harassing these different donors. As recently, Give, Send, Go was hacked, which led to the personal information of, get this, 92,845 donors being vulnerable. This included names, debit cards, personal emails, and locations of these donors. This led some news personnel to decide to write some of these people that donated money to the Freedom Convoy. As CBC, Ottawa's Dave Frazier and Guy Queneville wrote emails to some of these people, and in that email it said, we are interested in interviewing you both about why you may have donated to the cause, but also how you feel about having your personal information leaked. I bet they don't feel good about it at all. 
as this situation could escalate very, very quickly because these people have all their private information. People can find out where they work and get them fired. They can show up at their house and demand answers. Even the government could spy on these people and make sure that they don't do anything malicious, like donating money to causes that they like, which is protected underneath the First Amendment. Now, all of this is truly scary stuff. Just imagine you go to a Burger King or something, and you go to pay for your food, and the cashier says, Sorry, we can't accept your credit card because you posted a meme criticizing the government on social media. Has it really come to this point? People in Canada are so scared right now that they are rushing to the banks trying to get all their money out because they know that they could be next. I mean, here is a video of the little, little dictator saying that people's bank accounts have already been closed. All of it is just despicable, rage-inducing, and it scares me for the future of Canada and the United States of America. This is why we have to be thankful that we live in America, because Canada and the United States have different views when it comes to free speech. As according to Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms, Section 2, it says everyone has a right to freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression, including freedom of the press and other media of communications. This sounds a lot like America's Constitution, but going deeper, the Charter also permits that the government to enforce reasonable limits, like hate speech, obscenity, and defamation are common categories of restricted speech in Canada. Along with that, Section 2B doesn't cover militant political opposition after the 1970 October crisis, where Quebec nationalists were doing literal acts of terrorism, like detonating bombs and kidnapping high-ranking officials. This led to the Prime Minister to sign the War Measures Act, which limited civil rights and granted the police far-reaching powers allowing them to arrest and detain 497 people. Now, this sounds a lot like the Emergency Powers Act that we are seeing today from the little dictator Justin Trudeau. Can you guess who the prime minister was that signed the War Measures Act into law? Pierre Trudeau, the father of the little dictator Justin Trudeau. Like father, like son. That was a little fun fact, but when you look at it, and you see that there are different exemptions in the idea of freedom of speech, like saying hate speech is wrong or banning different people that don't agree with you, then you don't have a country with free speech. As the American Constitution says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That's it. End of story. No special war acts that make it so the police have more power. There is no provision that says that if a group of people is protesting against you, then you can freeze their bank accounts, or you can arrest them without due process. In America, you have more of a right to speak freely than you do in Canada. I mean, could you imagine if something like this happened in the United States? For example, let's say that in 2020, when the Black Lives Matter protests were raging, that Trump got on TV and called for a national emergency, and he decided that he was going to put an end to these protests by giving the police more power, meaning that they could arrest whoever they wanted for any reason that they wanted. Along with this, he told all the corporations that were donating to Black Lives Matter they had to stop. Along with that, anyone that was donating money to Black Lives Matter, which there were a lot of people that were doing that, 
would have their bank accounts frozen, meaning they couldn't use their own money anymore. People would rightfully be angry because that would be dictatorial and that would be an overreaching of government and that would be against the Constitution of the United States. And we all know that Black Lives Matter protesters did a lot more damage than the Freedom Convoy. Maybe Trump wanted to do something like that when the BLM protests were happening, but it would have been struck down because it was against the Constitution. In Canada, it seems that the government can do what they want with little to no consequences, which to me is extremely sad. In the end, two weeks ago when I first talked about the Freedom Convoy, I thought it was something that was cool and also fun because there were people just honking their horns and being peaceful. I never thought it would lead to the government of Canada deciding to declare martial law and arresting people that are protesting him and his orders. I mean, an easy way to end all of this is to stop the stupid mandates, but this little dictator won't do that because he is on a power trip. While the idea of this happening in the United States is low, we as Americans must remain vigilant. We as Americans have to stand for our constitution. We must stand for our freedom of speech. And if any politician, whether they be Democrat or Republican, tries to take that away, then we will have to stand up and fight back. Right now, people are being arrested for peacefully protesting. And along with that, there are people that are being trampled by the Mounties horses. If we want freedom in the West, we must stand up to the little dictator because he can't control all of us. It might also be smart to take some money out of the bank just in case the government tries to freeze your bank account. And with all that being said, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Dockery Docket. And until next time, like my mom always says, be good, be kind, be loving, goodbye.